Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. WBT. <laughs> joining me joining me in studio, Pete Callender here, by the way. Joining me in studio is Mark Garrison from the WBT News Center. Uh, because while I was watching from home, and apparently Bo Thompson was watching from home as well, <laughs> Mark was actually there at the City Council, Charlotte City Council uh, Chambers, watching the... Um, the swearing that ceremony. I'm sorry, swearing in ceremony <laughs> for the Charlotte City Council. Um, there are th- three three items that were of interest to me. Obviously, yeah. the mayor pro tem vote. Uh, your discussion with Smudgy Mitchell about uh, whether or not he's breaking any laws by just being on council now, uh, which is really interesting story and kind of like you would think they would have figured that out before <laughs> he got sworn in. But um, but the other one was they gave the. The, the Achievement Awards, right, or whatever they were, the the city uh, uh, Key to the City or Longleaf Pine, whatever those, I, I forget what they call it, Order the, of the, the Hornet. The Mayor's Award the is May- what they called them last night. The Mayor's Award, is that a new award? I, you know, I wasn't sure, tell you the truth. The Order of the Hornet is the county, yeah, maybe. That's, yeah, maybe. All right, so, so yeah. and Longleaf Pine, I was joking, that's the city's, uh, <laughs> or the, the state's award. But they gave it to Michael Marsicano. Yeah. And... They did not let him speak. I know. He said he had so he's he asked if he could make a couple comments and Mayor Lyles was like, uh, no, we gotta uh, keep everybody on a schedule here. That's and right. Thinking this guy, and whatever you think of Michael Marsicano, just put it out of your mind for a moment. The fact that you wouldn't let that guy have two minutes, three minutes, like a city council member or or the mayor got. That's it. Just to say thank yous for like 30 years of building Charlotte into what it is. Well, I mean, they basically, you know, the mayor said that uh, because of all the money he's raised and the philanthropic uh, things he's been involved in, Charlotte is a better place to live because of him. And then he whispered and said, could I say a little (laughs) something? And it was like, no, you can't say anything. You've done your part. (laughs) Get out now. Right. I just, the, the, it. (laughs) The juxtaposition of that, like, this guy has done so much. He's fantastic. We wouldn't be Charlotte without Michael. And no, shut up. We don't want to hear anything else from you. Exit stage right. And then Matt Newton, outgoing council member, they made fun of the fact that when he speaks, he will never shut up. And he stood up there, and I thought he was going to name everybody that had voted for him in <laughs> in East Charlotte. Yeah. I mean, he went on and on and on. I thought he was reading from the phone book. Yeah. But... That's what it seemed like. Aha, uh-huh, but the phone book doesn't exist anymore. Uh, so, well, I guess it does some places. So, uh, yeah, and he went on forever, and I'm thinking, I was thinking the same thing. Like, you wouldn't give Marsicano yeah. 30 seconds, a minute, to just thank you for the thing, and I hope, you know, we wish you all the best, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Um, it was weird. Yeah, it was weird. All right. So, apparently, I, I, I've been looking at and I've been engaged in some, uh, I, I've been engaged in some, some Twittering as I am known to do, on this topic uh, over the last 24 hours. This is about the mayor pro tem uh, vote. And first thing is first, this is a ceremonial position, right? You get to bang the gavel when the mayor's not there. If the mayor were to die, but even then you would still need approval from the council. So if they they could railroad you out of there if they wanted to, right? I mean, Matt, these, these political machinations could occur. There's no guarantee. It's not like you're vice president, right? So... I had never heard until the last 24 hours that you're supposed to be sort of like an informal whip. What, and what a whip does is they whip the votes. They, they get people in line to get stuff passed. Have you ever heard the, the mayor pro tem being a whip? No. That's news to me. 
Right. Uh, now, collectively, how long have you been covering Charlotte politics? <laughs> 30 years. Right. And, uh, and me, about 20. So, collectively, 50 years, we've never heard this described yeah. as such. But all of a sudden, now it's being described as such. And lo and behold, we have a person who just might fit that bill. And it's Braxton Winston. Who would have ever guessed? Sorry, oh, yeah. I'm being a little sarcastic here. It sounds like they're shoehorning an explanation. So let me ask you this question. I've been asking people all day, why does why does the city council not want Dimple Ajmera, the top votainer, votainer, Mark, which you did not use in your reports. You did not use my term. Votainer. We can make this happen, Mark. Okay. Yeah. All's forgiven. Just keep using it. Um, votainer. Why would they not give it to her? It is a it is the ultimate personality slap, uh, you know. Uh, and I asked that question a few minutes ago directly to Tark Bakari, who of course is a Republican, mm-hmm. and he said uh, nobody trusts her. And he said it, uh, much of it goes back to her early days on the council when they uh, felt like uh, she was uh, telling lies mm-hmm. or would mislead council members or could not be trusted. And uh, he said he felt that way about her and just couldn't vote for her. And so it's it's a personality issue. They just don't like her. Hmm. Is that your phone ringing? It is my phone ringing. I have a new iPhone. I don't know how to tell it to stop. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Now there it is. Sorry about Somebody, that. Somebody's mad at your framing of it. All right, so you sent me an audio clip. This is Dimple Ajmira questioned. This is you questioning her after the uh, the city council meeting last night. I did express an interest in serving as the mayor pro tem. Who approached you and asked you to stand down? <laughs> well, no one did. I think it comes down to just personal decision where I did not want a divided council. I think this all happened over the past couple of days. My victory is a historic victory, and my work is not finished here. I'm going to continue to serve, whether I'm mayor pro tem or not. That doesn't change. The title doesn't change the work that I will continue to do. But did it frustrate you that uh, the council decided they did not want to go with tradition and pick you? Um, well, as I said, it was a difficult decision for me, but the decision was mine at the end of the day. No, no, no it wasn't. I no, mean, it wasn't. If you yeah. had the votes, you would have you would have gotten it. She wanted it. Right. I mean, there's no question about it. Yeah. Uh, so, so when you asked, did, did anybody approach you? And she says, no, this was my decision. Nobody had to approach her. By the way, I've seen a report. The Democrats met and may have actually, they almost ran afoul of public meeting law. Yeah. When they had their meeting, but no, 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 we're not sworn in yet, so we're not a quorum. <laughs> so they had a big meeting before September. Back in late August, I think Steve Harrison reported that. So they had a they had a powwow about this. So oh, yeah. she may have just found out about it over the last couple of days, but this has been this has been in the works for a long time. Well, given how the council doesn't like her, yeah, she probably would have been the last to know. I mean, they were not going to be talking to her. Now, we do know from, I chatted at length with Braxton Winston last night, and he was pretty open that, oh, yeah, we've been talking on the phone about this since election night. Uh, I asked him how hard he lobbied for it, and he kind of laughed and said, well, I didn't really. Well, nonsense. Of course he did. Um, and it's interesting that the two Republicans, uh, uh, Ed Driggs and Tark Bakari, voted for him. Of course, they feel like they disagree with everything he stands for. But uh, as Tark said, I, I at least trust him that if he says he'll do something, he'll do it. Mm-hmm. So, so the uh, the other part of it though was when she in the uh, at the dais when she made her comments when one of the colleagues did nominate her as a substitute motion. She said no. 
I will not, you know, I don't want the post. Uh, she says the, the council needs unity. But that's not on her. The council did not have unity because Winston and five other members backed his play to usurp her mm-hmm. traditional ceremonial. I mean, and this is, there's nothing in the law that says that the, the top votainer has to get the mayor pro tem That's slot. Right. That's right. It's totally up to the council. And by the way, Democrats have done this repeatedly. This is they've three times in, what, 25 years, and every single time it was Democrats doing it on council. The last time they did it was to Pat Mumford. He was the Republican, and he, he came in first at large. They screwed him over because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, well, we're the majority party on council. <laughs> so they just made up a new standard. Yeah. And then with Julie Isolt and, uh, and Vi Lyles. Yeah, so, that's exactly right. Um. All right, so there's that. Then there's the smudgy, ish, uh, smudgy Mitchell issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to take a break, though. All right. You know me. I'm a stickler for staying uh, on topic or on time, rather. Newstalk 1110-993-WBT. Pete Callender here, talking with Mark Garrison, news director in the WBT News Center. He was, or the, the newsroom. News Center? What do you prefer? News Center? Center sounds bigger. Newsroom sounds small. That's true. It's either one, one, either one works for me. Like, wow, yeah. it's like multiple rooms and offices. Yeah. Uh, but to be to be honest, it's just newsroom. That's right. So That's um, right. Mark was at the meeting last night and did a couple of interviews with some of the council members uh, after the big vote. One, uh, There was one other thing I noticed, uh, and I've not seen any coverage of this. So the they all got up there, they got sworn in, and they had their family members up there, and they gave their thank you speeches, you know, I want to thank everybody for, you know, standing by me, my rock, my support, and all that. And Councilman Braxton Winston, before he was named Mayor Pro Tem, he, he showered praise on, at first I thought it, this was his wife or girlfriend, but then I remembered, no, he's in a, he's in a divorce Bitter proceeding divorce, yeah. with his wife. Yeah. So then I thought, okay, well, he's talking about this woman like this is his girlfriend. But then he started talking about her as if she's his campaign manager. I think both. Ah. Yeah, I think she's both. <laughs> I wonder if that's a paid gig. <laughs> hmm. Maybe somebody could look into that. Okay, so let's go to um, Smudgy. I, yes. Now, I, I, I covered Smudgy for a decade. Oh, yeah. Um, he ran for mayor once a long time ago. Yeah, that lost. Way, yeah. yeah, lost that. Uh, his uncle, Norman Mitchell, former county commissioner. Yep. Um, he was the one who told everybody that uh, if they want to leave Mecklenburg County, then maybe you should leave Mecklenburg <laughs> County, and people took him up on that. Um, all right, so let me play this audio here. This is you with Smudgy, uh, by the way, and it's it's, smell, it's spelled Smuggy, but yeah, pronounced Smudgy, and apparently it's because he would rub dirt on his face as a child. Yeah, and the setup for this, of course, is uh, technically his uh, being sworn in last night was not legal, because he owns and readily says he owns 25% of Leaper Construction. Leaper Construction does millions of dollars worth of business with the city, so you got a big conflict of interest there. Uh, so for everyone, that is a business matter, and right. we're going to keep it in the business, as a business matter. So today is about the voters put me, allowed me to come back to city council. So please, all questions about public service, what I like to do, I will answer those questions. Why are you running from the questions? Uh, it's a it's a business matter. Well, it's a public matter because you could end up being charged criminally over this. Uh, talking up with the city attorney. So, any questions about what I like to do for the next fifteen months? Mm, not too many. <laughs> uh, I think my brain just broke. I don't. So wait. So this is like the Clinton standard. That's what he's trying to do. 
This is the Clinton standard. This is, well, you know, my public life is different than my personal life, except here it's my public work is different than my business work. <laughs> no, it's not, especially when your business work means yeah. millions of dollars of contracts from the public work that, that you're go, voting on. That go into his pocket. That go into your pocket. By the yeah. way, Leaper, right? This is R.J. Leaper, Ron yeah, Leaper, Ron the Leeper. former city councilman. That's right. Right, and they get, they get the contracts under the MWBE programs. That's right. Minority Business Enterprise. Right. Yep. So you so he owns twenty five percent of that company. Yes, I mean and that's what he says. Now Leaper, the the construction company, has disputed that, but he uh, he texted uh, one other reporter I was sitting there with last night during the meeting and said, "Yes, I own twenty five percent." Oh well, okay. Um, under state law, he needs to own ten percent or less to uh, sit on the council. And he won't say whether he divested himself of that fifteen percent ownership. Oh no, he's saying I still own twenty five percent. He still has it, yeah. and he has no intention of. But he wouldn't answer your question. He wouldn't answer the questions. I mean, earlier he said he would try to get it down to ten percent, and then last night he was defiant that he won't talk about it. <laughs> so. Why does so? It, it, is the city attorney on retainer for him too? Well, you wonder. I mean, the city attorney said uh, that uh, there is legal jeopardy that attaches to Mitchell, but not to the city. So he's not going to get involved. Right? He's not his lawyer. He, the city attorney, is not the lawyer for Smudgy Mitchell. That's right. Smudgy Mitchell needs his own lawyer, and maybe he should have brought that lawyer with him <laughs> to to hold, to hold the Bible. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to swear to tell the truth and uphold the oath and all of that. Um, and you have a Democrat, of course, who's a district attorney in Spencer Merriweather. So would he consider bringing charges or looking into this? Probably not. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But um, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. You never. I mean, look at what's happened with Josh Stein and the whole thing up in uh, Raleigh with the Wake County DA. So you, yeah. you, you don't ever know. Um, but I, w- I would go out on a limb. This is the thing that kills me, too. He He left council. Because of this issue. That he want well, because he was going to get a fat salary to go run R.J. Leeper Construction. And then something and, happened, yeah, it disintegrated. They had a falling out, so he leaves, but still says, I own 25% of it, and gets back on council. I wonder if they're in some sort of litigation uh, over, over that. that. It could be. And, yeah. and so he anticipates, but he doesn't want to give away bargaining position or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. Just speculating wildly and recklessly, that's May, not Mark. <laughs> All right. Mark Garrison, thank you, sir. Great sure. work. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Look, I don't care about identity politics. I just want that to be clear. All I'm doing right now is applying a consistent standard. Keep this in mind, okay? For everybody who says, I can't believe you would make this about... Fill in the blank. I'm applying a consistent standard that has been applied in politics to predominantly Republicans. All right. Identity politics. So Dimple Ashmira is the first Asian American woman to ever come in first in an at-large citywide council race. She was the votainer or the top votainer, if you will. First Asian American woman ever to win such an honor. That has, traditionally speaking, uh, speaking over the last 30 years or whatever, when you come in first, you get named as the mayor pro tem. That has almost always been the case. Except 
in three circumstances. Once, when Democrats refused to let Patrick Mumford, the most milk-toast vanilla of Republicans, super nice guy, but, you know, he came in first. Big-backed, a uh, big uh, uh, chamber-backed candidate, Patrick Mumford, came in first. They would not give him mayor pro tem status. Gave it to Pat Cannon instead because Democrats control the council. And then Julie Iselt, first term, Democrat, she wins and she lets Vi Lyles do it. Ah, I don't want to do it. No, I don't know if I wasn't here at the time, so I don't know what the politics of that uh, situation was. But the cover story was, you know, I'm a first termer. I don't know what I'm doing. Vi does. So let's let her be it. Okay, fine. Whatever. I'll take your word for it. But this one? First Asian-American woman, she wants the post, and you guys kick her to the curb? You pass her over for Braxton Winston? And I'm supposed to believe it's because he's able to build consensus? Tell me, what exactly was the the big issue he built consensus on? I mean, aside from him lining up the votes for himself, right? Is there Was there something that he did that won him this kind of accolade from all of the uh, the council members or a majority of them. He, he whipped these votes for himself so he could have his personal ambition satisfied, right? That's what he did. That's what Democrats allowed to occur and in so doing stepped right over the Asian American woman. Is it because she's Asian American or a woman or a new mom? I've seen that thrown out as well. She's young mother. Your rules, guys. This is what identity politics gets you. If this were a Republican-led council and they did this to Dimple Ajmira or anybody else, you would be playing this card. Your rules. You need to ask these questions. You guys need to answer these questions. Your rules, your narratives, your framing, not mine, yours. You assumed motives of everyone in a similar circumstance if they weren't Democrats. But now that they're Democrats, you're totally fine with this? Oh, well, we'll just let this slide. It's all okay. Oh, yeah, he's, they say he's a consensus builder. Oh, well, I guess that's true. Please. Consensus builder? How? How? Give me some examples. Look, I've only been back for a little over a year. I've been watching every council meeting. He's been on the, the losing side of several big votes, sometimes alone. Doesn't really like it doesn't seem like he builds a lot of consensus. He doesn't he, he doesn't have an ability to persuade people, as far as I can tell. I've seen his speeches. I've seen his comments. I heard his comments. So and, and this is nothing, you know, uh, personal against him, but I'm I, I'm trying to understand how you think this is the guy to persuade. Now I have some theories out there. Now this is gonna go very, very deep about the long term strategy at play. Let me get to Tom first. Hello, Tom. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, Pete. Welcome back. Hey, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Hey, I'm just going to go ahead and point out the elephant in the room. Why is this not racism when Democrats do it? To Dimple Ajmer? Yeah, it was it Stop stop Anti-Asian Hate, right? Wasn't that the big campaign? Man, I'm I'm at a loss to explain why that question has not been asked. Or it has not well, been suggested. Why won't somebody suggest that? What's wrong with the 
Uh, is it because it's all Democrat on Democrat action here that, oh, well, no, we we know that there can't possibly be any kind of racial or or uh, sexual orientation or, ge- or or gender or any anything like that? No, no, no. None of those issues apply because they're all Democrats, of course. I agree completely. Pete. Yeah. Now, I appreciate the call, and Tom. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I've got a solution for Smudgy Mitchell. Oh, yes. Well, you know me. I'm all about solutions. So, yeah, you're you're a helper, right? I am. I'm a giver. Yes, absolutely. You're a giver. <laughs> Why doesn't Charlotte just divest of R.J. Leeper Construction until Smudgy only owns 10%? Love the idea. <laughs> Love it. That's a fantastic idea. Okay, so from now on, no more contracts with R.J. Leeper. That's the, and, and then this way, Smudgy doesn't go to jail because we really we don't need we don't need another Charlotte politician going to prison for corruption. Give repeat. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for the solution. I appreciate it, Tom. That's what we do here. We solve the city's problems, sometimes the world's, from noon to three. It's no small undertaking. So here, so, all right. So here's here's my conspiracy theory. You want to hear it? I'm not asserting this is true, just for the record. I'm not asserting that this is true. All right. Long time ago, Pat Cannon, before he ran for mayor and got elected, he ran for mayor a first time. But as I was told, Pat Cannon could not, well, let me say it this way. Before he ran for mayor the first time against Pat McCrory, Cannon had threatened the business community with the arena vote. He said, we want a living wage for city employees. He wanted to parlay that into a run for mayor. And so he held hostage the arena package vote and the arts vote. This was in 2001. And it hacked off the business community and it really hacked him off when the arena bundle referendum went down in flames. They blame Pat Cannon. Problem. Pat Cannon's running in an at-large seat all the time. And you can't get at him directly because you got too many candidates in the field. And so they had to keep funding him, keep funding him. And then they convinced him, you could run for mayor, Pat. You could totally beat Pat McCrory. You could do it. And so he believed them and he ran. And that meant he couldn't run for re-election to at-large council. And so when he ran at law or when he ran for mayor, he leaves his at-large seat, runs. Now he's in a one-on-one fight with McCrory. And at that point, all the money went off the table. Now there was nobody to fund Pat. They were all funding the other Pat, McCrory. And that's how they got their vengeance on Pat Cannon. Now, he eventually got back on to uh, council. He ran for mayor and then, of course, went to prison for corruption. But uh, I digress. Uh, maybe this is the play here. Maybe Vi Lyles is not long for mayor. Maybe she has our, her eyes set on some other office. Maybe she's just tired and wants to retire and this is her last term. I don't know. But they traditionally look at the mayor pro tem position as a springboard to run for mayor. Now, the reason why that's the case is because you're the top votainer in the city, which means you got a lot of support. That's why it's the springboard, not because of the title. OK, but apparently, you know, cart before the horse, whatever. So you're going to just you're going to put Braxton up into this position. You're going to elevate him there, maybe because you don't want Dimple to run for mayor at some point. Maybe you want Braxton Winston to eventually run for mayor. And then you can take him out in a primary. And now he's off the council. Maybe that's the play. Convince him that, no, no, you're great. You're tops. You're the mayor pro tem. Everyone loves you. Even though you finished second, everyone loves you. And then you get up there and you're out there and whoop, sorry, 
Now I'm backing somebody else. Oh, sorry, you lost. Now you're off council. Maybe that's the play. I don't know. See, these these are the things I have to speculate about. I have to run down these different uh, theories because nobody's explaining why Dimple Ejmira could not be the mayor pro tem like every other votainer in Charlotte City Council history, save for Pat Mumford and Julie Iseld. Oh, and by the way, Iseld became mayor pro tem the next time around anyway. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. <laughs> All this talk about Dimple uh, reminds me. Third annual Little Heroes Blood Drives for the kids. I, I think of kids when I think of Dimple. I don't know why. September is Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. Time now for the third annual Little Heroes Blood Drives. Uh, we just did one uh, yesterday. The next one's going to be on September 12th. Every week in September, WBT is hosting a blood drive with the One Blood Big Red Bus at the Jack Daniels Dog House on the corner of Mint and Moorhead. And in case you were unaware, uh, everybody fighting cancer, uh, no, I shouldn't say everybody, different treatments, but uh, a lot of treatments require blood transfusions. And so blood is critical in helping people beat cancer. So we're trying to help out in the community with the kids that are fighting the disease. So if you have some time, please uh, consider making a life-saving blood donation. Go to WBT.com for the details and uh, make your appointment time now. You want to sign up for a time so you can come in and uh, and donate uh, at, a, at a particular time. The third annual Little Heroes Blood Drives at the Dog House. Thank you also to Rich and Richie and all the folks at Affordable Siding and Windows, as well as Paul Jamison and his crew at Jamison Realty uh, for the support of the uh, effort as well. Thank you, guys. I uh, got an email here from Gary who says, Pete, City Councilwoman Dimple Ajmira was appointed to fill a vacant district position. Uh, True. District 5. She said she would not use it to have an advantage in campaigning for an elected position. She ran at large in the next election. She will never be trusted on council by either party. So I have heard this. I have heard this sentiment. Is this shocking? If this is what city council members want to point to, that they can't trust her because, what, five years ago? Is it six or seven by this point? I don't even know. She's this, She won three different terms at this point. So it's been a while. She got appointed to a, a district seat to fill an unexpired term, and then she ran at large. But she got the seat, and this is sort of the Greg Phipps standard seat, because city council, this is this is... The intra-party nature, this is why single-party rule is so uh, deleterious to local governing bodies, because they keep all their dirty laundry hidden. And so you you have to know the inner workings of the, the party people and the way that they interact with each other and their relationships. you got to know all of that stuff. And you don't get to know that stuff unless you become a member of Ziparte. Okay? So... Dimble Ajmira says, I would like to uh, fill this unexpired term. And like, but you have to promise you're not going to run for the seat then. And she says, I promise. Greg Phipps made similar promises, by the way. That's how he would always get reappointed to all of those seats. Because they didn't want any, because what they want is they just want a placeholder to come in. You just finish out the rest of the term. And then 
I want to try to line up some of my people to take that seat. And then you get the different factions inside the Democrat Party that try to fight in the district primary to win the seat. So Ajmira going at large, to me, I don't have any problem with that. I don't. You you took a seat on the district level, and then you made a run at large, and you won. Good for you. Oh, but she used that. She she tried. So here's my question. Did she beat somebody? Did she beat somebody that someone's got hard feelings over, and that's what's going on here? Is that the deal? Oh, Pete, come on. That's so petty. Indeed it is. And so much of local politics is petty. You would be amazed, right? Uh, probably not, actually. <laughs> you, you probably know. So petty. Personality-driven. These kinds of things, like who gets to be mayor pro tem, they, this kind of stuff, they care about this. Like, to, to a degree, that's it's kind of embarrassing, really. But here, here they are. Like, So you're, gonna, you're, you're just going to never vote for her. You're going to... Exact your pound of flesh now because you said you wouldn't run for another office and then you ran for a different office at a bigger race and you beat somebody else that I wanted to win so you'll never be mayor pro tem. Okay. That's that's the Charlotte City Council for you.